0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Monday, November the 22nd of 2021. I am Lucas Smith. Host of the show, thanks for tuning in today and each and every day that you tune in. It's always a joy to talk to each and every one of you. Thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your Monday or even if it's your Tuesday or Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. For all the uh, American listeners, Thanksgiving coming up here in just a handful of days. So thanks for tuning in and I hope you guys are all having safe travels back home for the holiday season as we are pretty much in holiday season right now. Uh, We are... Only on your podcasting platforms today. Traveling around a bit myself, so unable to get a video up today on YouTube channel. I posted on the YouTube channel about that, but we will still be here each and every day this week on your favorite podcasting platform. Should be on YouTube uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Most likely we will see what the travel plans figure out, uh, what I'm able to figure out for travel plans as well, what I can pre-record and things of that nature. I got my handy dandy microphone with me, so we'll be on your podcasting platform each and every day because after all this is a Locked on podcast network where it is your team each and every day um, unable to or I did not record a second episode on Friday because of uh, certain things that, that transpired in the in the news and um I'm not going to get too much into it, just didn't feel appropriate for me to record another one on Friday, so we're going to go ahead and talk about what we're going to talk about on Friday today, and that is the rest of the all-MLB team ballot. Also previewing a little bit of a discussion with the Hall of Fame ballot, uh, as the Hall of Fame ballot for 2022 was released today, so we'll get into that as well. Just a little bit more of a preview of, of a discussion there, but there are three cardinals that I want to talk about today in depth, and the fact that they should be locks. And yes, I said that out loud and correctly. Three Cardinals should be locks for the all MLB team. And that, that they, they are Tyler O'Neill, Adam Wainwright, and Giovanni Gallegos. And I'll get into all three of those throughout the show today. Um, but but those, those are the three that I'll be talking about because those are the three that are on the remaining ballots of the spots that I have not talked about. I already talked about Paul Goldschmidt at first base, Nolan Arenado at third base. Um, now it's Tyler O'Neill, Adam Wainwright, and Giovanni Gallegos are the remaining Cardinals on the ballot. I'll get into uh, the, the catcher and DH conversation in an, uh, in a little bit, but I'm kind of focused today's uh, conversation on the Cardinals top on the Cardinals players. So we'll go and get into it with Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill had a for for, for my standards or from for my for my money a career year. You heard that right, a career year. At the, out of the left field position, played in 138 games, hit 34 home runs, um, drove in 80 runs driven and walked 38 times. 26 doubles, 286 the average, 352 the on-base, 560. You heard that right, 560 the slugging in, 912 the OPS. We'll get into some numbers in a little bit, as we always do talking about these conversations. Um, but, but Tyler O'Neill took the next step forward in 2021. He was the guy, to me, that that had the, the opportunity and that I was the most confident in when I looked at the three outfielders the Cardinals had coming into this season. I was like, okay, these, out of Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, and Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neal was the one that I was most confident in in having a breakout year, and he did just that. Th- those are all career highs for him. I never thought, and just to be quite frank, and if O'Neill finds his way over to listen to this podcast, credit to you, Mr. O'Neill. I never thought Tyler O'Neill would be a 280 hitter. I thought that he would be 250, 260, 270 at best, but still give you 30 to 40 home runs, 45 in a monster year. And Tyler O'Neill showed that he can hit for average as well as power, giving us the 34 home runs that he gave the St. Louis Cardinals, and then hitting for a little bit of average as well with the two eighty six. on base. The three fifty two is respectable as well, maybe not top of the line when you're looking at you know among outfielders. Um, But but nevertheless, the 352 mark, very respectable, and one also that O'Neal probably in the past probably wasn't expected to reach that mark because of of his past. I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a Randall Gritchick 2.0, a lot of potential but not a lot of results, and it's ironic that I bring up Randall Gritchick because all due respect to him, Randall Gritchick had an on-base percentage of .281 this season in 149 games with 22 home runs as an outfielder. Um, 22 home runs, not terrible. 241 average, but a 284 on base isn't going to cut it. Whereas Tyler O'Neill's, again, 352 on base was just fine among qualified players. We'll get into his rankings among outfielders in just a moment. He he, he got a couple MVP votes. Tyler O'Neill did. And to me, that in and of itself could qualify as a, a justification for him being on the All-MLB team. He... He had a career year, and just because you have a career year doesn't mean you should automatically be placed on these teams. But I, I, I say that just because of how impressive his season was. He was also a gold glove winner. Uh, all MLB means you can do it all, right? And at, at minimum, I think at the lowest of lows, in my opinion, Tyler O'Neill needs to be on that second all MLB team. But there is a, there's a serious argument, in my opinion, for first team all MLB because uh, the, the voting is 50% by the fan vote on online on MLB.com. That closed up on Friday, and 50% a panel of experts, uh, coaches, and, and things of that nature. So we'll see where he ends up again. I think minimum he needs to be on the second team, but there's a really good argument for him being first team all MLB, and here, here's why. Let's get into the stats. Let's go ahead and dive in. Um, th- these are his ranks among MLB outfielders, among qualified players in 2021 during the regular season, according to MLB.com. There's 34 home runs ranks um, ranks tied for sixth with thirty four. Castellanos, Harper, Gallo, Duvall, Judge, and Haniger were all above him. So pretty respectable uh, company there. His two eighty six batting average, as I mentioned, was good for twelfth in the major leagues. This is in the entire major leagues, twelfth in the major leagues. So on base percentage, that three fifty two mark was good for fourteenth in the in the major leagues. And his slugging percentage among outfielders Third, 560. The only two men above him, Nicholas Castellanos and the MVP, Bryce Harper. 615 with the slugging percentage, but O'Neill slugged his way to the top of that list with Supreme Fashion. Good for a 912 OPS. That is good for 7th in the major leagues. Outfielders among qualified players, according to MLB.com. Remarkable, he was also among qualified players. His doubles total wasn't as as high as he was, uh, the, the 24 doubles that he had. Was good for 26. Excuse me, Was good for 24th. Well, one thing that I do think that is arguably the most impressive when you look at at bats per home run among outfielders, qualified outfielders without the Major League Baseball, the quickest rate of home runs. Tyler O'Neill was right up there. As my computer is uh, continuing to be slow, the, the quickest was Joey Gallo. He was hitting a home run every 13 at bats on average. Tyler O'Neill was hitting a home run every 14 at bats, give or take 14.18. What's his exact number? So every 14 at-bats, Tyler O'Neill was hitting a home run. That is an impressive rate for a left fielder. And if Tyler O'Neill, in my opinion, if Tyler O'Neill is healthy for a full season, 40 home runs does not seem out of, out of reach. Because you, you give him – he had played 138 games this season as an outfielder. You give him 20 more games, that, that would be at 158, so missing four games. you know, Even 15 more games – I think the, the, the odds of him hitting six home runs to get to that 40 home run mark, not out of the question. And you also give him those extra games. You know, if he went on a tear in those games to get the 20 RBIs, to gra- grab 100 runs driven in, that would be pretty impressive as well. But Tyler O'Neill needs to be, in my opinion, on the All MLB team. He was a gold glove winner. He garnered MVP votes. It needs to be bare minimum, second All Team MLB. And he could be, he, he's the one getting the most national attention right now. All MLB team ballot. Um, Gold Glover, yes, I know Baird was, was Gold Glover as well. But O'Neill I think, is getting the most national attention. He can be the anchor in this outfield that has the potential, as I've talked about extensively on this show, to be the anchor of the best outfield in all of baseball. That's the kind of potential this outfield has. And Tyler O'Neill has the chance to lead the charge and lead Harrison Bader and lead Dylan Carlson in that quest to become the best outfield in all of baseball. And if Tyler O'Neill is able to continue this streak, continue what he put together in 2021, maybe get a little bit of a higher on base percentage, stick with that 280 average, hit 35 to 40 home runs. The National League and really the entire Major League Baseball needs to watch out for Tyler O'Neill if he's able to continue what he put together in 2021. 2021 was a scary good year for Tyler O'Neill. He missed some time, and he left some left some home runs on the table, left left some room for improvement, even though it was pretty close to a career year for O'Neill. It was a career year to date, but he's definitely got some room to grow. I think the National League needs to be terrified of Tyler O'Neill, not only because he is just a strong, strong, strong man, and he looks terrifying, because he can hit a baseball, and he can hit it well, and he can run, he can throw, he can steal, he can do all these things, hit for power, and now he's found the average at, the, again, the 286 mark, National League should be terrified of Tyler O'Neill. He has had that. He had that kind of 2021, and still room to grow in 2022. We're going to get into pitching next, but again, just want to finish up the point. Tyler O'Neill. He, you know, I think he got five votes for the outfield when you were voting on MLB.com. He, he should have been your guys' top five. I am among outfielders. Might have gotten six or seven. I forget what the exact number was, but Tyler O'Neill deserves to be on the All-MLB team. We'll get into why Adam Wainwright and Giovanni Gallegos deserve to be on the All-MLB team in just a moment. But first, I want to describe a problem for you that most of you might have and then provide a solution. The problem. You've got one device that lets you catch a game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's log in for the good stuff. Solution. Direct TV Stream, it's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It brings all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place at Direct TV Stream. No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device for streaming ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Adam Wainwright is somebody that we have talked about a lot on this show in 2021, for good reason. For good reason. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that I talk about him too much. but There's an argument to be had where we haven't talked about him enough on this show. He's on the ballot for the All-MLB team at the starting pitching position. Uh, the only Cardinal on that list for starters is Adam Wainwright. He's the only one of the Cardinals that deserved it and to be on the ballot. And he deserves to be on the All-MLB team. Age 39th season for Mr. Wainwright. He was good for 32 starts this season. That was tied for the 8th most in all of Major League Baseball among qualified starters in the regular season in 2021, according to MLB.com. He had a 3.05 ERA. That was 11th lowest in the Major Leagues. His win total of 17 was 2nd in the Major Leagues, only to Julio Urias. He had more wins than Walker, Bureau, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, and Max Freed, Kevin Gosman. I could go on and on. Seventeen and seven was Adam Wainwright's mark. Innings pitched again as a thirty-nine slash forty-year-old was another remarkable number for Mister Wainwright. Two hundred and six and a third innings pitched. The only two members above him, Walker Bueller at two oh seven and two thirds, and Zach Wheeler at two hundred and thirteen and a third innings. Cy Young finalist Zach Wheeler, I might add. So Adam Wainwright, even though he was on the older side in the National League when you don't have a DH was third in innings pitched in Major League Baseball in 2021. Simply, simply, simply remarkable. When you look at qualified players as a starter in 2021 and the least amount of hits given up, again, according to um, MLB.com, Adam Wainwright was also in the top notch there giving up just 168 hits. That was 26th least in in Major League Baseball. His whip, 1.06. That mark for the, again, 40-year-old. Now, 40-year-old Adam Wainwright was good for 10th in the Major Leagues. 10th in the Major Leagues. His opponent batting average was, again, solid at 220, which was 13th. The 13th lowest in Major Leagues. Apologies for the uh, little bit of a buffer there in the Struggled to get through those numbers, but we got through them, and they were all exceptional numbers for Adam Wainwright. Top half of the pitchers, of the starting pitchers, of the qualified pitchers in Major League Baseball needs to be in the All-MLB team. Just simply needs to be on the All-MLB team. There's no question about it in my mind. Adam Wainwright, not only for, for what he did, but you have to take it all into context. Look at what he did with his age Factored in. Look at what he did. His agent for his team factored in again. That you could call me biased for being a Cardinal coverer, somebody who watches the team every day, who knows the team pretty well. Call me biased, all you want. Adam Wainwright did did a number for this team. Stepped up when he needed to. Stepped up when the Cardinals needed him to, and just was phenomenal. His walks per nine rate was 16th in Major League's lowest at 2.18. That is a remarkable number given today's standards of yeah you can walk a couple 3.48 strikeouts for every walk that was 25th in the major leagues the numbers speak for themselves and again this might not factor in but the type of person that Adam Wainwright is (laughs) speaks for itself as well charity and all the stuff former Roberto Clemente award winner getting a little bit off track with that but it is worth mentioning but Adam Wainwright the numbers just looking at the numbers, which is what the All MLB team looks at, the numbers point to Adam Wainwright being on the All MLB team. When you earn Cy Young votes, it usually means you're pretty good. Adam Wainwright got a couple of Cy Young votes. I talked about it in the last week that he should have gotten more Cy Young votes. That's just me. But he got Cy Young votes, meaning that he is one of the best, was one of the best pitchers in 2021. You look at the numbers, you look at the Young votes, you look at the intangibles of Adam Wainwright, what he meant to this Cardinal team, what he meant to the Cardinals staff. They don't make the playoffs without Adam Wainwright. There's no denying that. If you want to have a discussion, by all means, let's have a discussion. But I just don't think you're going to convince me that the Cardinals make the playoffs without Adam Wainwright. What he did in 2021 was nothing short of spectacular. And he can help the other younger pitchers say, hey, this is how you do it when you're age 39 and 40 years old. If you want to do what I'm doing at age 39 and 40, watch me. Watch how I work. Watch how I go about my business. And again, all that stuff could or could not be in consideration for all MLB team. But worth noting for the context of this discussion and just talking about Adam Wainwright as to what he means to the St. Louis Cardinals, what he means to this pitching staff. Adam Wainwright was arguably, and a lot of people could have convinced me this, was the team MVP. A lot of people were saying that on the YouTube channel, and I can 100% see a, an argument for that. And I think you do have to take that in, into consideration when looking at the all-MLB team. What did, what, what did their numbers say? What did they do for their teams? When, when did they step up? When did they fail? Adam Wainwright was not a perfect starter in 2021. No starter has ever had a perfect season. No player has had a perfect season. I know that. But Adam Wainwright, when needed, he answered the bell. Plain and simple, period, end of story. Plain and simple. He answered the bell when he needed to, made the start every fifth day, missed one rotation due to um, close contact health and safety protocol. But Adam Wainwright needs to, yes, needs to be on the all-MLB team. The all-MLB team would not be complete without Adam Wainwright because of the numbers that he put up, the intangible factors of, of, of him that I've talked about. He was just, he was, he was, he was, he was dominant especially for his age he was absolutely dominant there, 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 there there's no there, there's no way you you can um, you can tell me otherwise there's just no way you can tell me otherwise let's look at the other cardinals on this list Giovanni gaegos is the other cardinal on this list now let's look at his numbers for two thousand and twenty one and why i think that they are just absolutely phenomenal because because Giovanni Gallegos, in my opinion, also deserves to be on the all-MLB team. So let's transition from win to Gio and look at Giovanni Gallegos' numbers. He had a 3.02 ERA this season across 73 games that spanned 80 and a third innings pitched. Gave up just 51 hits, 28 earned runs, 28 runs, excuse me, 27 earned runs, 14 saves and 22 opportunities. Became the Cardinals' closer late this season when Alex Reyes was no longer cutting it as the Cardinals' closer was overused a little, a lot a bit early on in, in the season, still managed to end the season with a whip under one of .88 and an opponent's batting average of 183. It is simply phenomenal. His walks per nine were, were, were some of the best of, of the, among the Cardinals, and it was a big reason why he was more trusted later in the year to be the Cardinal closer. Giovanni Gagos is one of the best relievers in all of baseball. I think that his numbers are a little bit tainted because he went through a rough stretch in the middle part of the season where he was overused, he was taxed, so he wasn't effective. But the results were there. The, the, the stats showed that whenever he was pitching after a day of rest, or it, it was evident that once he pitched after a day or two of rest, that is when he was most dominant. That is when he got the job done. When Gio Gallegos is rested, when he is used properly, which I think Oliver Marmol has a chance to use Giovanni Gallegos properly. He is one of the best relievers in all of baseball. I can understand Gio being slid down a little bit to maybe second team all MLB. If I had to pick one player for the St. Louis Cardinals, Adam Wainwright, Giovanni Gallegos, or Tyler O'Neill, one of these players to be on second team, and me being 100% okay with that, it's Gio. Because Tyler O'Neill was just too good when you're looking at the rest of the outfield crew. Adam Wainwright was too good when you're looking at the numbers of starting pitching. And Giovanni Gallegos, I understand the knock against him and the knocks against him of being a second team player. That is not to take away from his season. That is not to take away from his dominance at times and from the trustworthiness at times that Giovanni Gallegos provided you. Because there's a really big argument to be had that Giovanni Gallegos was more trustworthy in 2021 than Alex Reyes was, or even Henesis Cabrera. Because when the Big 3 was going, boy, was that a well-oiled machine. But Giovanni Gallegos was the most consistent, and in my opinion, the most trusted, yes, the most trusted member of the Big 3. And that's more of a cardinal perspective as to why he should be on the All-MLB team, but the numbers point to it as well. The ERA is a tad high, but bullpen ERA is a little questionable. It's the whip, it's the innings pitch, it's the opponent's batting average, it's the intangibles, it's the extra stats for me, more than just the ERA as to why Giovanni Gallegos should be on all MLB team. I think that there is a scenario where every single cardinal on the ballot makes the all MLB team. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Adam Wainwright, Tyler O'Neill, and Giovanni Gallegos. However, because of the competition around them and be, the, the, the stats compared to the rest of the competition, to me, these three that I've talked about today need to be a lock. There are some really good first basemen out there that put up some really solid numbers. Same with the third baseman. Although third baseman is a little bit different because Nolan Arnauto is one of the best third basemen in all of baseball. Won the gold glove, won the platinum glove, so therefore should have a leg up in the... All MLB team vote, and I understand that. But these three that I talked about today, O'Neal, Wainwright, Gallegos, these three need to be a lock. Throw If you want to throw Nolan in there as well, that's fine. But if I had to pick three, I'm leaning towards Wainwright, Gallegos, and O'Neill. Let me know what you guys think. Email the show, lockedoncards at gmail.com. DM me on Twitter at LJFastball. DM the show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Let me know what you think. What Cardinals do you think should make the All MLB team? Which one? Which one do you think will? Voting is passed, but which ones do you think will? Because those are announced in a couple of days. Taking one more break here before we finish up the show. We'll talk about the the other two positions that have no Cardinals in them. That is catcher and DH. Catcher because Molina wasn't up there, and DH for obvious reasons. And then we'll talk about the Hall of Fame ballot that was announced as well. Start a discussion on that. Um and, and we'll wrap up the show with, with that, and we'll, we'll hopefully uh, be back on YouTube again tomorrow um, as I get back to a place where I can record a video on. But uh, before we do that, I do want to tell you guys about Bilt Bar, because Thanksgiving, as I mentioned, is this week. And if you want a dessert that is tasty, delicious, wonderful, but also healthy, don't go for a pie, go for a Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the dessert choice of Thanksgiving this season. There's no question about it. Most pies have upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end while built Bars have calorie counts in the 130 to 180 range and they still taste delicious. Go for a coconut built Bar or a raspberry built Bar instead of a coconut pie or a raspberry pie because you'll get the taste that you want and you'll still stay healthy with the choice of Bilt Bar. And if you want to wait for Black Friday deals, that's great because built Bar Black Friday, there's nothing like it. Or you can go ahead and go ahead and get a deal right now at built.com. Locked 15, Locked15. L-O-C-K-E-D15. Locked15 will get you 15% off your order, so you can order your built bars now and get them in time for Thanksgiving to talk about them with your friends and with your family. And then you can tell them all to go to built.com on Black Friday for incredible deals and savings. And it's going to be a wonderful event, and there are limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So check the site often. You can't go wrong. Pick any flavor you want, and it'll be a nice treat for you on Thanksgiving. Again, the promo code LOCK15 will get you 15% off your order at built.com. Catcher and DH, two positions that the Cardinals do not have anybody on the ballot for. The nominees for catcher, Salvador Perez, Will Smith, Buster Posey, Mike Zanino, JT Real Muto, Yasmani Grandal, and Wilson Contreras. Salvador Perez gets my vote here pretty uh, clearly. Uh, Monster season for Perez, monster home runs. Buster Posey a close second, and Grandal a close third. Buster Posey with a rejuvenated season, uh, which ended up being um, his last as he has announced his retirement since the end of this season, and Grandal with a pretty very good season with the White Sox, so Perez gets my vote as catcher. Shohei Otani, JD Martinez, Giancarlo Carlos Stanton, Jordan Alvarez, and Nelson Cruz are the candidates for the designated hitter position. It's hard when, when Shohei Otani is on any ballot. It's hard for me to vote for anybody except for um, except for. Shohei Ohtani. Shohei Ohtani will also get my vote for the designated hitter. That man is unbelievable. He can do no wrong, and I understand you can, you cannot and you should not um, take the, um, the pitching into account for Ohtani's designated hitter role on the All-MLB team. You have to take only his offense into consideration there, but even with his offense, the MVP should be on the All-MLB team, without a doubt. So those are my two quick uh, comments, two quick votes on those two positions. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame ballot. Three new uh, newbies on the BBWAA ballot this year, according to Baseball Reference. Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz, Mark Teixeira are the three main ones. Um, those those are the three top ones. Other uh, big names on this ballot, Jimmy Rollins, Carl Crawford, Justin Morneau, former Brewer, Prince Fielder, Tim Lincecum, author of a couple no-hitters, A.J. Brzezinski, oddly enough, a former Cardinal, and Ryan Howard, the big piece. I believe he's from St. Louis. Uh, Joe Nathan, Jonathan Papelbon also on this list, as well as Jake Peavy to round out the first-timers. And Scott Rowland, we'll we'll have a lot of discussion around him this season. as This is his fifth year in the ballot. Last season, he got 52% of the ballot. Um, uh, voted on the ballot. Scott Rowland is a very interesting case. I think that he's going. He's on the trajectory to get into it. Um, and I'm looking to get a conversation with, with Dan of Locked on Phillies and Scott Rowland of Locked... or, or Scott Rowland and Jeff Carr of Locked on Red to talk about Scott Rowland and his Hall of Fame case and why he should probably be in there. Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens make their 10th and final appearance on the BBWAA ballot. Um, Kurt Schilling getting 71% of the vote. Uh, Barry Bond, last season, Barry Bond 61.8 and Roger Clemens 61.6. All signs point to Curt Schilling getting in, but we'll see if, if a David Ortiz um, pushes them off, you know, because v- voters only get 10 votes. So we'll see if, if a newcomer forces them to vote for them instead of Schilling. Uh, that, that's always interesting to see, you know, whether or not people – vote with their personal beliefs whether they agree with the man or they vote on the numbers that's a conversation for a much different time Sammy Sosa also making his 10th and final appearance on the BBWAA ballot he was in 17 percent of the votes last season uh. We will see if anybody gets in. The Hall of Fame works better when members get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Not saying induct just to induct, but the Hall of Fame usually works out nicer when you have players to induct. We'll be talking about that more and more throughout this week on Lock on Cardinals. We'll also be talking about more Cardinal free agent buzz, Steven Matz, Marcus Stroman, and more on the next couple of episodes of Lock on Cardinals. So be sure to tune back in over the next couple of days um, and let me know if you guys have any free agents you want me to break down on future episodes. Uh, once again, be back on looking to be back on YouTube tomorrow. Um, and until then, until I talk to you, then be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.